He died just for you and he would do it again because he sees you as a daughter and son of the Most High. He created you in his image. The kids and I were just talking about this. Do you think he could have created an animal like himself? But no, he chose us. He chose us in his own image. Do you think that that means maybe we're special to him? That when he looks at you, he sees that you're washed as white as snow because of Jesus? So when the enemy tries to attack you, remember that you were created in his image. He says he looks at you and says he did something good, that he loves you and that you are perfect in his eyes. So let's just sing that again. Take a moment and remember who he is and who you are. You are saved. You are forgiven. You have been set free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So don't hold on to a burden that you are not meant to carry any longer because he came
morning, everybody. Live streamers, good to have you wherever you're watching from. proclaim blessings in Jesus' name. I pray wisdom in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, listen, I pray all things to work out. Wisdom in Jesus' name. Blessing in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Wow, Lord. I proclaim blessing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim blessing. Blessing in Jesus' name. Proclaim blessing in Jesus' name. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus. Oh Lord, blessing in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Blessing in the name of Jesus. Mm. Lord, I speak the newness of life. Oh Lord. Lord, I speak peace that passes all understanding. Lord, your people need peace. In the name of Jesus. If you need peace in your heart, just raise your hand up. In Jesus' name, peace that passes all understanding. Lord, we receive that. Lord, in spite of what everything's going on around us, Lord, peace that transcends what we think about, transcends the anxiety of our heart. Peace in Jesus' name. Lord, for those struggling with their anxiety and their worry, I pray in the name of Jesus they're released from it. Lord, when we sing a song that you're lifting my load, it really happens. It's not just a song that we sing. Lift our loads, Lord Jesus. Give us the burden that's easy, the yoke that's light. Peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I speak the newness of life. Lord, I don't care what's behind. I don't care what's happening. I don't care the past. Lord, I speak newness of life that we walk into it, the life you're putting in front of us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, open our eyes to see more clearly what the Spirit is doing. Lord, open our ears to hear more clearly what the Spirit is saying. Lord, that we would be a people that, as it says in Galatians, Lord, that we would keep in step with the Spirit. Because when we're in step with the Spirit, Lord, when we're in step with you, the assurance of our hearts that we are with you because you don't leave us. Lord, we know it's never that you leave us, but Lord, sometimes we leave you. And I pray that we stop that. We come back into the steps of the Holy Spirit. 
because it is there we find the shortest peace that passes our understanding, Lord. Lord, I call the people forth, people in this congregation, I call them forth out of and into the newness of life, out of what was and into what the Spirit is saying, out of and into what the Spirit is doing, out of what was there and into what is into their future, in Jesus' name. We're not held by our past. But we're assured into the future and who you are. I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that we leave behind childish things. Things that are immature of the spirit. That in a sense we grab hold of ourselves. Recommit. That we lay things down and leave things behind. And walk into the things that you have. We call the people forth. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, encourage us today, encourage us today, encourage us. That we're gonna be all right. No need to worry. No need to fear. No need to sit there and wonder. No reason to consistently be anxious and stressed because you are with us and you never fail. Thank you. Lord, help us. Oh, Jesus. Embrace what the Spirit is speaking. Embrace what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's not a church platitude. It's not a nice thing to say. But it is the ways of God. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I pray against discouragement. I pray against negative thought patterns. I pray against the plans and the schemes of the enemy to peel people away and pull people back and push people down. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray this freshness, the newness of life. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. When, when the Lord calls you forth, you have to be willing to leave what's behind. As long as you willingly stay in what's behind, you can never walk into what God has for you. You understand that? 
That means there's some maturity on your part to leave things. God can set you free, but if you want to stay there, you'll just stay there. You understand that? He's calling you out. A newness, a freshness, new perspective, new way of thinking. He's calling you. But you have to embrace what's there. You've got to grab it. And all the times you feel like falling back in and getting back into that same pattern because it was comfortable and familiar. You've got to stop. You have to stop. And you've got to embrace what's in front of you. Yeah, it takes faith. It takes trust. It, it is a new pattern. It's a new way of thinking. It's not your old you, but it's good. At some point down the road, you'll look back and think, my God, thank you for getting me out of that mess. Thank you for changing the way that I thought. Thank you for bringing newness where there was death and I didn't even know it was death. Thank you. Taking you somewhere. Amen? Do you believe that? All right, I know. Stand back up. Let's just embrace it. In Jesus' name, raise your hands up. Lord, we thank you for the newness of life. We embrace it today. In Jesus' name, we embrace it today. In Jesus' name. Call each one of us, Lord. Lord, lift the burdens. Break yokes that are not of you, Lord. Give us peace of mind, peace of heart, peace that transcends circumstance, transcends wonder, transcends anxiety, transcends worry. In the name of Jesus, we speak freedom in this house, freedom of the Holy Spirit, freedom of the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now, if you receive that, let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, you can be seated. Amen. After that, I've got to take up tithing offerings. So, having said that, awkward moments of church services. Uh, there's an offering envelope in the chair in front of you, or, or Mike has one. You can uh, wave your hand around. He also has prayer cards. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, church-wide prayer every Monday, plus generally through the week. So, if you have a prayer request... Ask for one of those and fill that out and get it to me or back to one of the ushers. We'll make sure that we take care of that. Let's pray over your tithe and offering this morning. Lord, we thank you just to be here and to be in your presence. Lord, to worship you. Communion with the saints, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to do that. We, we never take it for granted. Lord, when we come together, we are, we are learning, we are growing. We're being challenged, Lord. And, and sometimes something like giving, Lord, it's a challenge. And, and, and I know that, but you're teaching us and you're growing us. As we bring our, our tithe and our offering this morning, Lord, that, that we are growing in the understanding of our dependence upon you and what it means that you are our provider in all things. And I thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, and we all say Amen. So if you have something, please bring it this morning. Uh, I do have some uh, announcements for you. Uh, don't forget, Joy Fellowship is today. Joy Fellowship, today at 5 o'clock. If you have questions about Joy Fellowship, see uh, Bill or Patsy. Wave your hand around so they know who you are. And Joy Fellowship meets 
the last uh, fourth Sunday of every month, and they do a wonderful job of a wonderful small group to so see them. And there, there's actually, uh, I guess, a little guest speaker happening today, so you can see Bill about all that. Uh, don't forget also, Kids Church a team leader meeting today, right after church. Please, as soon as we're done, you can get your kids but meet here so we can get you going. There's three or four things we want to cover with you quick. So if you're involved in Kids Church uh, on the leader level, please uh, be down here if you teach or, or your team leader, whatever they call it, please be here uh, for that meeting after church. Also, uh, every Monday night, we have church-wide prayer from 6 to 7. If you haven't been to a church-wide prayer before, I encourage you to be here. That's tomorrow, starting at 6 o'clock. It goes till 7 o'clock. But if you're not able to make it, that's first. We have uh, prayer sheets that you can pray along with us on what we pray over on Monday nights, and and, uh, at least the base of our church prayer. If you don't have one of those prayer sheets, you can wave your hand around, and Mike has it right now. Also, I'm going to send Mike right back to the back, or Al can get him. Uh, last Sunday at the close of service, we prayed for all of our students as they're heading back to school. But if you weren't here, we gave out a, a prayer sheet for children uh, that you can pray over your kids for school. You can raise your hand up, and Al has that prayer sheet. So Mike has the church-wide prayer sheet, and Al has the prayer sheet for uh, parents or grandparents for your kids or grandkids. You can wave your hand around, and Al will get you one of those, Okay. Also, today is the last day when church is over. We're going to put the church survey up on the screen. So if you want to participate in that, please uh, take care of that today. It'll be the last day it'll be up on the screen. I've been getting some feedback. I love it. Thank you for that. And then a couple things uh, real quick. Don't forget, September the 15th, a Friday night, we're bowling at Southwest Bowl from 7 uh, p.m. to 9 p.m. It's free for the bowling, all right? So just come and bowl. All you got to do, if you want to eat something, buy your own snacks there. So uh, be there for that. And also, the Sunday right after that, September 17th, we have a baby dedication to close out service. If you're interested in having your baby dedicated, please sign up in the back. I'll contact you, and we'll take care of that. So having said that, let's move on this morning. Let's get your Bibles out. How about that? One of the main reasons why we're here, if you have a uh, a Bible with you, you can go to Psalm chapter 46, and we are, uh, I guess in a certain way, closing out a series today called, I'm not good enough, but that's not the end of the statement. There's a dot, dot, dot there because we're dealing with an attitude of people who feel like they're not good enough. Again, I understand, yes, that you are not good enough. But yet it is God who makes things in a way, not only for your salvation, he makes a way for your salvation. You can't save yourself, but God does save you. And everything that comes uh, in life after that is in him that we are what he intends us to be. Now, here's what I know. There is never a time in a church, I don't care care if the church is, is five people that gather I don't care if, it, if it's a 2,000-person church. Everything in between are bigger. It don't matter. There is never a time in the church where everybody in that church, their life is going wonderful. Because there's always people that are going through it. Because we all live life. And there's never a time when the entire body of believers, whether it's five people all the way up to these super big giant mega churches, obviously there too, uh, that life for everybody is just wonderful and everything's going great. And nobody has a prayer request. Nobody has a struggle. And nobody has a circumstance or a trial. Everybody's doing good. It's never the case. 
And one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty positive somebody shared this with me way when I first uh, started pastoring many years ago, or if it was my own thought, but I'm pretty sure it was somebody else that said it. That when, as a pastor, looking out at a congregation, in one sense, I understand, this is what they said, that, that the church is like an emergency room. And, and if you go, if you left church today and, and, and headed over to the emergency room at the hospital here in town, you're going to see a handful of people in there. The whole town is not there, but there's going to be people there. And they're all there mostly for different reasons. There's a lot of stuff going on. Somebody may have cut themselves. Somebody's having a heart issue. Somebody, I, I don't know, broke a leg. I don't know. Lots of things happen in the emergency room. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things for a lot of different reasons. Church is just like that. And when I began to really think about that and see the church that way, I started to feel very inadequate in doing what I do. And then, then one day, uh, and it was time after that, because I was really thinking, how, 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 how can we be what the people need when they come to church, knowing it's like an emergency room, and half the time, more than half the time, not even really knowing what's going on, because we have a tendency to come to church and, and put a mask on, everything's okay when it's not, right? How can we help? And then I had a thought one day, and the Holy Spirit said, it's, you're the pastor to people, but it's not your job to fix them. I went, thank you, because I can't. Not my job to fix you, because I can't. It's my job to be consistent in bringing you to a place where God can fix you, right? And that if the Holy Spirit is free to do what he can do, then we can be a people no matter our circumstances. Your life may be going really good right now, but I guarantee there's people here that it's not. But God can help. I may not be able to, but God can. I may not even know about it, but he does. God can help. And we think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm going through this, or I'm struggling with that, or my past is this, or this is my circumstance right now. Okay, I get it. Nobody looks at your life and kind of blows, you know, blows it away like it's not really a big deal. It's real to you. But yet God is here. He's present. He's with you to be with you in your circumstance. So if this is the emergency room, you've got the best doctor in the world. You ever watch that program, Dr. House? How many of you ever seen that show, Dr. House? Is House. Okay. Now, by the way, I've always said if I wasn't saved, I'd be just like him. All right, he's not a nice guy. So anyways, ignore that whole thing. All right, ignore that. But he's like the best doctor in the world. He can figure anything out. It takes him a little bit. He can figure it out, right? And God's like that, but way better. He didn't have to mess around and try to figure it out. He knows, and he knows the best way. And he knows just what to do. If you will learn to trust him. And allow him to work in your life in the way that he desires. Amen? So Psalm 46, and this is a psalm 
that I often push people back to when they're going through trouble. And we're going to end up reading this whole psalm, but we'll stop and talk about some things on the way, I guess. Psalm 46 and verse number 1 starts like this. God is our refuge. In other words, he's the place where we go. And he is our strength. He is a very present help in trouble. In other words, he's not inactive. He's not unaware. But he is a very present help in trouble. Now, who, let, me, let me ask you a question. Is, who is your strength? Okay, we got two of you there. Who is your strength? Who is the place where you go in trouble? Who is with you in the midst of what you're going through? Now look, I know you probably got some good friends. And I know you have wisdom from the way you have lived life and your experience of life. You have some wisdom. Uh, you've got things that can seem to help in your trouble and your circumstance and whatever it is you're going through. And that's nice, and God can use those things, but the source of your help and your strength and the place where you go and the best presence of your life in trouble is God. Amen. Because if the earth is to give way, watch verse 2. If the earth was to give way, if the mountains started to be moved into the heart of the sea, and if the waters of sea, if they roar and foam and they rage about, and the mountains tremble at the swelling of those waters, we will not do what? Fear. Can you imagine, literally, if that began to happen? If literally... The world, the physical earth, our planet started to give way into these massive natural disasters. But your assurance of God, your assurance that he is your refuge, that he is your strength, that he is present in your time of trouble, in the midst of all of that, you don't Fear. You imagine that. Let me tell you something. If everything around you is in shambles and, it, and life is changing and things aren't working out and it seems like life is headed for a disaster, let me tell you something. Your disaster does not change God. He does not change and regardless of the craziness that's happening around you, you can be in a place where I will not fear. I'm not going to worry. I could be anxious. That fear and worry and anxiousness is not going to overtake me and consume my thoughts and consume my mood. It's not going to consume the way I respond and how I live. It's not going to do that because God is a very present help in my trouble. You know what that takes? That takes big time trust. 
Now, when we talk about the word faith, I, I, think, I think sometimes it gets off into st- some things that aren't necessarily the best, but a big component of faith is that I trust him. That's a big, giant part of faith. When I say I believe, I'm saying I trust. When I say I have faith in him, I have trust. When I pray in faith for something, I trust him that he will respond. See, I trust him, listen to me, I trust him more than I trust my own wisdom. I trust him more than the amount of money I have in the bank. I trust him more than the faithfulness of my friendships. Those all are okay things, but I trust him the most. Because let me tell you something. When the mountains are falling apart and the sea is raging, it's not going to matter how much money I have in the bank. (laughs) Isn't that right? It's not going to matter how much smarts I have because I'm not in wisdom to deal with that. Right? Chances are when that's happening, my friends are nowhere to be found. Right? But I trust in him. Put your finger in Psalm 46 and jump over to, to Psalm 20. Let's just, let's just highlight this. Psalm 20, it says in verse 1, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember your offerings and, and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over our salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Now watch, some trust in chariots and some in horses. In other words, they trust in some sort of external power to save them. But the psalmist writes, okay, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. For they will collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Amen. You see that? We can start to depend on everything around us in times of trouble, in times of need, but those things are certainly not who God is. We trust in the Lord. That's why we can live in a place where we do not fear. So I want you to come to a place. Now listen, uh, we're going we're gonna to start a whole new series in September on protecting your family. Okay, in the midst of society, in the midst of what the enemy's up to, I'm going to spend a whole month talking about protecting yourself and protecting your family, okay? Now, that means we're going to be talking about something different next week and the weeks after. We spent four Sundays talking about, you may not feel good enough, but God, okay? I think often we're in the middle of something we're teaching about in a church on Sundays. Yeah, amen, yes and amen, yes, yes, yes and amen. And we feel good in the middle of that series. But two months from now, we're right back where we were because we're talking about something else. And it's not about that. 
You, you see what I'm getting at? I need you to take what we are saying today, this whole month, and turn it into a way of living. Though the earth gives way next year, a whole year away from when we talked about it on this August 27th, that you're not going to fear. You may not fear today if the earth gave way, because we just talked about it this morning, but what about next year? Are you going to trust him? Because it's easy to feel good when we're talking about it in church. It's another thing to take this and actually apply it to your life when you leave and begin to live that way. I, I can pray over you like crazy, and I do almost every day, Lord, take these people into the newness of life. But unless you start to live a lifestyle where you embrace that newness of life and leaving the stuff behind, it's never going to happen. See, whatever's happening in your life, the moment you start to fear, the moment you start to get anxious, the moment you start to worry, the moment you start to feel overwhelmed, if you don't in that moment say, stop, God is my refuge and strength. Amen. God is my ever-present help in trouble. Amen. What does the Bible say about this? What is God speaking to me about this? How am I going to stay in step with the Holy Spirit through this? If you don't do that, this is just a nice Bible verse. You see what I'm getting at? There's got to be a response in your life to these things. Where there's actually a way of change that happens that brings a new perspective. Yes, everybody goes through trouble, yes. And yes, the trouble is a lot. I get it. We don't minimize it. It is happening. But it hasn't changed God. It hasn't changed what the scriptures say. It hasn't changed what he is going to do. Amen. You've got to embrace this. And you have to trust him. Trust him. Amen. Let's, let's keep reading the psalm. There's something that I, I really actually want to get to. Let's just read down through uh, verse 4. And there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Now, notice how it goes from times of trouble and, and now focuses on the, this wonderful, peaceful way of God. The holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. And those, those kind of things, you know, the nations raging and kingdoms tottering, those kind of things will never change until Jesus comes back. But the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord how he has brought desolations on the earth. You know how powerful God is? Watch this. He makes war seas to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Verse 10. 
Now, because of all that, be still and know that I am God. Notice how it changes to the first person there. So, so the writer of this psalm is, is saying all these things about God, but all of a sudden it's like a prophetic word comes forth here. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. See, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. So, Lila, if you throw that slide up. See, to be still is to rest and not worry. Why can we do that? Because God is going to fight the battle. That's what this whole psalm is about. The earth is falling apart. The nations are raging. Some of those nations are even tottering and teetering and falling apart. The world is in chaos. What is your response to all of these things? Be still. Let God fight the battle. Be still. And in the midst of all this, find rest and find peace. Be still. So, so uh, I coached high school sports for 13 years. I coached a couple different sports in that time. Um, and one thing that you have to learn in a crisis situation is when you got 30 or 40 high school students running around and something is happening, it's a crisis situation, somebody there has got to be calm. Right? If I was having, if we were at practice or a meet and one of my students uh, were doing conditioning at practice or saying, let's say they start to have some sort of a heart issue or, or a medical condition, a heat stroke or something, the last thing I need to be doing as the coach is being frantic and flailing around and running around and trying to figure out what to do and being crazy. The best thing for me to do is be still because chances are everybody else is going to be frantic and running around and being crazy. And trust, and trust in my training, my certifications and CPR and the AED and all these different things we have to do to be coaches. Trust in my training that I'm going to respond rightly. The worst thing in a crisis situation is to be frantic. It's the same for you. The worst thing you can do when life gets crazy is be crazy. The worst thing that you can do when life is unstable is then to be unstable. The worst thing that happens when life gets tough is you're just running around trying to find an answer and trying to figure things out. Stop. The best thing you can do is be still. So, so there, there are some athletes that I've coached that, that have uh, had asthma issues. They come out for track, they got asthma. Okay. They're getting conditioned like everybody else. That's just the way it goes. So there, there was a one young lady, uh, actually two young ladies specifically, that I knew at the end of running ladders, 
You know, we, we start with hundreds, then we go to two hundreds, then we go to four hundreds, then we come back down to two hundreds, back down to one hundred. Then, then I know somewhere near the end of the ladder, they're going to be enough. And literally, <gasps> and I, my response all the time was to go grab them, put their hands on my shoulder, look at them and say, relax. Get control of your breathing. You're going to be fine. This happens all the time, by the way. Are you still here after all those other times? Yep. Am I still here helping you every time? Yep. Relax. <sighs> finally, 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 they get there. Okay. We're good. That's what God does to you. He's trying to get you to calm down. He's trying to get your arms to put it on his shoulders and grab you by the face and say, Okay, get your breathing under control. Look, look at me. I'm here. We've been here before, remember? Be still. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to fight the battle. You don't need to run around and do all this, all this stuff. I've got you. Be still. And let, and this is what he says, let me be God, please, let me be God. Don't try to take my place. Don't try to do what I'm supposed to do. I want to do this. Let me be God. But be still. And I, I think the live streamers are going to lose me, but it's like your ability to just go, And the moment I do that, I start to be restful. And the moment I do that, my mind stops going 100 miles an hour. And the moment I do that, I, try to, I don't try to figure everything out. I just... And I become still. And I let him be God. Amen. I let him be God. And if I start to learn to trust him, listen, you'll only ever be still like this if you trust him. If you don't trust him, you'll never get like this. Because you have to figure it out. And by your strength and by your wisdom or by your resources, whatever it is. But be still. And let God be who he is. Quit trusting in the, the horses and the chariots and the power around you. Trust in God. He's got you. And you don't have to worry. As it says, then I start to remember, well, man, you know, this, this situation is kind of crazy, but I, I was through that. And here I am. Well, why would this be any different? It won't be because God hasn't changed. Okay. And rest in him. See, I may not be good enough to overcome what I'm going through, but he certainly is. He's more than enough. 
as we said the very first time, we, the Sunday we, in this series, his grace is sufficient for me. Because even in my weakness, his power is made perfect. Wow. I can relax. Amen. But you have to trust him. Trust him enough that you can just be still. And not flail around and be frantic and, and be concerned with worry and, and what am I going to do now? And be still. Now, it's in the stillness. Now watch. It's in the stillness that you can best hear him. Isn't that right? Those young ladies, when they're starting to have their asthma attack, at first when I start talking to them, they're, they, they're not focused. Look at me. And all of a sudden, when they start to, they can hear what I'm saying. And if there's an extra directive needed beyond what we've done in the past, then they can hear my extra directive. You know what? We're going we're to walk you over here. Hey, you know what? We're, we're going to get the trainer. Relax. She's coming. They can hear. But when you're flailing around and you're frantic, you generally miss what he's trying to tell you. Because chances are he is going to give you some directive. Chances are there is going to be something you should do. But you can't discern that. You can't hear it. You can't understand it until you get still enough to hear him. See what I'm getting at? You've got to learn to stop. So when we say something like, hey, listen to me, no matter what happens in your life, the very first response is always do what? Pray first. Why? Why do we say that? Because my first thing I want you to do when life gets crazy is go to him, not anything else. And he's going to tell you, be still. Just be still. I'm here. I got you. Don't worry. Remember we said that the first Sunday we said this, we were in the series, when you're in the water and you're bobbing up and down and, and, and you're out of energy and you don't feel like you can swim anymore, God is not on the, sh on, the, on the beach, he's not on the shore, he's not on the edge of the pool yelling instructions to you. Hey, do this, hey, do that. Well, it's your fault, you're there. He's not doing that. He's in the water with you and he's got you. And the whole time you didn't know it, he was the one keeping your head above the water. So be still. Give him your attention. Notice it said, be still and know that I am God. Think about that. Be still and recognize who he is. Because it will bring reassurance to your situation. Be still and remember that I am the almighty creator. Be still and remember I am the first and I am the last. Be still and remember I'm the omniscient. I know all things. Be still and remember what I've done for you before. Be still. And allow him to be who he is. Know who he is. 
That is why you see some stuff in the Bible that says, you know, we talked about this last week. Count it all joy when you face trials. Why would I do that? Because in the middle of my trial, I learn how to be still. I find rest. I acknowledge him. I go, oh, my goodness, it's going to be all right. As a matter of fact, I can see the testimony now, even though it's not here yet. Because I know what's coming. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to get there. Because God's got me. See, be still. So I've come to a place in every area of my life. I just know I'm just not adequate. And I don't say that putting myself down, but I also understand when the Bible says I'm more than the conqueror, I am, but it's because of him. But I am a conqueror. Right? I understand I have some wisdom, but I don't have enough wisdom, but that's okay because he has all wisdom. I may not have a strength right now, but that's okay. I will be strong because he is strong. There have been times in my life, I'm going to be real honest with you, I don't even know what to pray. I'm at a loss for words. But in those moments, I know it's okay. Because the Holy Spirit's interceding for me. Amen. It don't matter what is happening. Physical, financial, emotional, relational. It don't matter. Be still and let God be God and do what only he can do. Amen. So you have to trust him. Please, 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 I beg you, beg you, trust in the Lord. With all of your heart, trust him. He has your best interest in mind. Amen? Samara, why don't you come up? Let's close out today. I know you've maybe in your life been disillusioned and disappointed. I know that. I know life's been hard. I know maybe you've made mistakes. Maybe you made some big ones. I know you've been praying hard. I know that. I know sometimes you see other people blessed and wonder why you haven't been. I know maybe you need a breakthrough. I know for some of you, you're, you're consistently reminded of your shortcomings and, and where you just don't feel like you measure up. Some, some of you feel overlooked. Some of you feel unseen. I do see you and I have empathy for you. But God is not done. God is not finished. God He's at work. God is still writing your story. It is not over. He's not just enough. He is more than enough. And all these things that, that we were talking about, all of these things, all they do is just highlight that we need him. So look to him. Allow God to be who he is and he will be just that. Amen.
Why don't, we, why don't we stand up on our feet this morning? Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, remind us. Lord, remind us of who you are. Oh, Jesus. Anybody have any prayer needs today? Let me see. Raise your hand. If you have a prayer need, anything at all, come on down here. Please, please join, join me down front. I want to pray for you. I'm going to have some people help me pray today, too. Margo, if you'll come down. That kind of spread around the front for me, please. Emergency room. Okay? That's why we come to church, though. We're not here because we're perfect. We're here because we're still figuring it out. If, if you're perfect, God would have God would have shot you out of here and taken you up already. So you're still here with us. You know what that means? We're still working on it. Amen. Look, we love you, by the way. I don't care where you've been, what's happened in your life. We love you. We believe in you. We do. Just you know that. But we're going to take a moment and pray with those that are down here. Um, so, Samara's just going to lead us in a little worship as we do that. So, let's just let's just respect the time for a moment. And, and, and if you would like to, you want, if you want to, you can come stand behind these people and pray uh, with us for them as we're praying. You're welcome to do that, okay? But allow us a couple minutes here and then we'll close up in just a second. Oh 
shining light an open door the healing touch Jesus is all freedom's call hope restored new life given oh Jesus is all Redeemer, Lord and King. 
Thank you. We'll be back Wednesday night. We'll be back Sunday morning. If anybody else would like prayer, come on down. Be blessed as you go today. Have a wonderful, wonderful meet. Uh, we, kids' church meeting, don't forget. We need to meet.